Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead. With me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? For the videos, you know, for right. people that watch. Um, so, what are we doing today? Uh, we are doing the movie Green Room. Right. And it came out in 2015. Mm -hmm. The cast, uh, Anton Yelkin. Which, you know, rest in peace, he passed away, which was really sad watching him because he did a great job in this movie. You know, I don't want to break into it too early, but he did a great job in this movie. And it was just sad because, like, I was like, man, we won't get to see any more of this. Like, right. It was great. And uh, Joe Cole, which is in Peaky Blinders, which I'm trying to get you to watch, man. It's fucking great. He plays one of the brothers. Right. I've been wanting to watch it, but um, we just started up Nip Tuck. Oh, I love Nip Tuck too. Really? It's fucking amazing. Yeah, because uh, I got the first like four seasons on DVD. Nice. If you want them. She, uh, we we're halfway through the first season uh, last night. She's like, I didn't, I wouldn't expect you to like this kind of movie because it's very like soap opery. So, uh, sorry, I was texting my drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, folks. I don't do that. I'm just kidding. It was a good laugh. I was trying to get his views, bro. Right. Use that as a tagline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Texting <laughs> drug dealers? <laughs> <laughs> the DEA's at our door the next day. So, uh, what was that shit you were talking the other day? Let me, see, let me see your phone. Let me hold your phone. We were your 29th view. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't, yeah, we got you. But, yeah. Anyways, what was it, What was I supposed to be saying? You were talking about Peaky Blinders and the uh, Oh, yeah, cast. the brother, yeah, the cast, and uh, he's great. What the hell? I just had it. Maybe we'll do a couch potatoes on Nip Tuck when we get done with it. Oh, uh, you sh you should definitely do that. Let me come back for that. <laughs> Holy fuck nuts! How did I fucking lose that that quickly? Well, the director is very important too, so don't forget about him. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All right. In 2015, okay, Anton Yelkin and uh, Emogen Poots, and she's a good actress too. She was good. She killed it in this movie. Which one was she? The redhead or the blonde? The blonde. She was my favorite part of this movie. Dude, she fucking saved the day. She was. I don't want to like, give it away, folks. But right, like, but this is my second time watching this movie because it's a hard watch. But she was my favorite part of it's this just, time it's around. It's just such a fucking brutal movie, dude. You know? But uh, Patrick Stewart, the great Sir Patrick Stewart. I know. I was really surprised when I seen him in this. Aliyah Shawkat. Uh, she's, she's a good actress. Mm -hmm. She's been in some stuff. Joe Cole. Macon Blair and Callum Turner and stuff. They're lesser known guys, but right. that was the main cast for the most part. Um, the movie is about a punk band. Who was the director? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Jeremy Steimer? No. What was it? I got it this time. I, don't, I, I can't remember his last name. Selner. Selner Steiner or something like that. Jeremy Selner. Selner, yeah. Selner, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's just the reason that's important is because we watched Murder, um, Murder Party. Oh, fuck yeah. I found it. All right, Greg. How much money do you think this movie costs? Actually, I don't know that. Uh, how much do I think it costs? This feels good, dude. I like I like being the one. Hey, the I like it, too. I don't have to worry about pulling shit up. You can just phone. focus on drinking. That's yeah, great. I'm fine with that. Yeah, man. I'm Anything to help out more. Um, I want to say like eight mil to, to make it. Close. Five. That's what I was going to say, but I'm yeah, like... Ah, it's a good ballpark figure, right? Yeah. Uh, box office. Oh, I didn't do well. You don't think it made its money back? Three mil. Well, I mean, it's a Netflix movie, right? Oh, no, it's not. No, no, it no. It was before that. Mm-hmm. Um, 3.8. Nice. That's U.S. Uh, 
well, it just says 3.8 million U.S. dollars. So I don't know if that's worldwide or not, or if it even released worldwide. Right. So, <clears throat> little backstory. I follow movie reviewers, and one of my favorites is Red Letter Media. I'm sure people know about them. They're super popular. Mm. And uh, they were talking about this movie and reviewing it, and it sounded like something I would be into. So I ended up watching this movie. I think it was on Netflix when I watched it. And I was kind of blown away by it. Like, it's the first movie that I've seen like this, just brutal and despair and just like, I loved it. And I went back and I watched Murder Party. I loved it. And then I just watched Blue Ruin for the first time, his uh, second movie. And I fucking love it too. This dude is like on his way to be my like new favorite director. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like this one better than Murder Party. Oh, yeah, Murder Party's just, like, a fun little people yeah. getting together, making a silly movie. But, like, he started taking his um, career serious on Blue Ruin and then expanded it on this one. I have to say, I I love Patrick Stewart, but mm-hmm. um, I didn't love him in this movie. It was kind of hard to ignore the fucking British accent, and he's supposed to be a neo-Nazi backwoods right. dude in fucking... What, what I these, mean... I forget but, what state they're in, but it's not somewhere a British dude would just be chilling. Like, but he killed the role. Like, he did a good job. He he did the best he could. I mean, hide that shit. But like, and then he was trying to put like the twang in it too. Like, I don't know. So, what is this movie about anyway? The movie is about a punk band, right? Um, Anton and them. Um, what the hell? I don't know why I can't think of his character's name in the movie. Pat. Mm-hmm. It's Pat. That's awesome. I'm definitely keeping this. <laughs> yeah, Pat and Sam and Reese and Tiger. The singer is Tiger. Right. Pat is the guitar player, so is Amber. Or one of them played bass. Does the chick play bass? No, she, the, play, she, she played she the guitar play? and the guy he played plays bass. bass. Okay. And then Cole is the drummer. Mm-hmm. Joe, Joe Cole is the drummer, Reese. And... They're just doing like a, a, a pop up, like just wherever gigs they can get, low budget, hop in a van, let's go try to make some some shows happen, punk mm-hmm. band. And they're like real against the establishment. They only put their shit out on vinyl. And they're really against like internet and like social media and stuff. Yeah, because they think like, it's very like raw and in the moment that needs to be experienced. The music with the fans. Like, that's what it's all about. Yeah, he's like, you play a live show, you get that energy, and then it goes away. He's like, and that's how music should be absorbed. And then it fucking cuts to them playing a show with like eight people. <laughs> and he's like, turn that shit off. <laughs> Tiger, turn that shit off. This dude's, oh, because the one guy him. is recording him, like, put it online, and he's like, turn that fucking shit off. Yeah, we don't want to be known. But that's the punk life, so I get it. Yeah, I don't. The only movie with punk shit element that i've seen other than this was uh slc punk mm-hmm. have you ever seen that movie no we were talking about it Bro, on episode you gotta watch that fucking movie yeah that's what you were saying yeah we gotta watch that because it has uh what's his name from final destination matthew lillard or no i thought it was the other guy no it's matthew lillard oh okay well never mind then it's the guy from uh Something without a paddle oh okay um but anyway yeah, anyways, this punk band, they're on their little chore. They're run out of money, and the gig that they play, they were supposed to get, like, half the thing, and they only had, like, eight people, so they made, like, six bucks. Well, they had a show set up, and then it got shut down because of, you know... Fire codes or Yeah, some, some dumb shit like that. So that's why they had to play in the cafe mm-hmm. and make, like, what he said, 
six bucks between the four of us, so twenty four bucks. Right. That's what he said. That max up to six dollars a person. Right. So they're pretty pissed off at the um the show. The guy that sets up all the shows. So he's like, "Let me make it up to you. Mm-hmm. My cousin, he's got this place, guaranteed show. How much does it pay? Three hundred fifty bucks. Right. Which three hundred fifty bucks to them is like, worry, we hit it. Yeah, we're, exactly. We're good because they're just like a, you know, broke band trying to make it. I guess. But anyways, that's just the life for some people. Like we were talking before I hit record. Like this is the life that I would have loved to have, just in a van with all my closest friends I making thought that music as soon as i watched this movie bro i was like man greg would love to fucking live this life in his 20s it like, was but the thing is i like being at home i like yeah. being by myself sometimes i can't be around too you would people. love to be a starving artist without the starving part right <laughs> <laughs> so but that's fine bro you work hard for your shit i am so. envious of the people that drive around and do these shows because like these guys are down on their luck, but they're living their dream at the same time. So it's like when they make it, those are the people that are like, "Fuck yeah, man, good for y'all!" Right? Like, they do what they do. They're putting in the work. Exactly. So I'm envious of people that can do that, and I would have loved to do this in my early 20s, but I'm 34, so that's not going to happen anytime soon. Nah, man, it's just mortgage and work now, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, but at least we get to do this. For, fuck yeah, dude. That's what I was just thinking on the way over here, man. And it was a fucking monsoon on the way over, by the way. Yeah. That you saw it. And uh, I was like, fucking rain, sleet, or shine, baby. We grind. <laughs> like, fuck, I ain't missing an episode. I look nice, man. You see, man? I, I got, see you I got, got a little polo. collar shirt on, man. You know, got my got my good shorts on. Right. I got a new crowbar shirt. Yeah, I had probation before this. So I was like, you know, already <laughs> looking all right. So you don't want to look like shit when you go see them. Yeah. Yeah, so you better tell them you're joking because <laughs> I don't want people to really think. You're well, I did the last time, you know, so like it's, it just gets funnier if the like the more I do it, the less I say like I'm I mean, kidding. I mean, with all the tattoos, I mean, it's not far fetched. Like I get it. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was watching this movie and I was like, man, I could be mistaken for any one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> like I was like, Jesus, I don't. I'm not racist. I love people. Like. I was watching this movie like fuck, bro. Like, every one of these dudes was like, I can, that could be me. <laughs> so they go to this establish or uh, they go to this bar like, to play a show. And out in the what middle is of it? fucking nowhere. And who are the people they're playing for? Oh yeah, neo Nazis. Neo Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Which they he tells them before they go. Right, right. Like he's like, but it's three hundred fifty bucks, so it's like. Ah. And they then they're just like fuck it. But and then the funny, the great part about it is, is the guy that plays bass is Jewish, so. You know, I don't know. It's kind of like a fuck you too, I guess. I don't know. Right. They got some balls. They go up there and they play, and the first song they play is Nazi Punks. I don't know if that's a real song. Dead or, Kennedys. But it's a real song. Nazi Punks, fuck off. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they play the shit out of that. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, it made me think of stand-up comedy because I was listening to stand-ups talk about like routines and stuff like that. And they said the funnest thing to do is go out and say the most like crude shit you can to like piss everybody off and then try to reel it back in. Mm. And that's what they do. They go out there, play playing Nazi punks. They play the whole song and then they're like, all right, now you're in for a real treat. And they play a song that goes hard as fuck. And then everyone starts to dance. I'm like, that was pretty like 
I don't know. It's like Funny. We, we fucked we fucked with you. Now you can like us. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was pretty Yeah, for I mean, you know, it lets you know a lot about those characters in that moment because like you wouldn't think like you don't know if they suck or not. The movie starts with them waking up from a night of drinking and driving, which isn't a great message, but they wake up in a cornfield. Oh, I did love that cut. They put on uh, a record mm. and then they're like and then they get some beers and then like immediately it cuts to the record skipping. Mm-hmm. And then they're all like waking up from their oh, drunken slumber. Shit, yeah. I thought that was a cool little cut. I've never seen that before. Yeah, that was nice. Um, yeah, but anyways, they go and they play the show and everything's normal. You know, like a couple people were like "fuck you" and shit. Right, but S- they had a one good time. menacing motherfucker walking through the crowd, spits the beer at him, spits the fucking beer at him when they're playing Nazi punks. Right, and. Uh, I was kind of like, when I saw it, I was like, all right, obviously this guy's going to be like a bad guy in the movie or whatever. And uh, they go back to the dressing room and the security guy is like, all right, man, I got all your shit for you. Y'all good. Like, y'all can go get your money and get out of here. Yeah, they left all their equipment in the uh, hallway. They go grab their money. And uh, she, she, uh, old girl, the the guitar player, um, she's like, I left my phone and charger in there. And... uh, Anton or Pat goes, I'll go get it for you. And he right. goes in there. There's a girl lying dead on the floor. Right. With a, with knife a fucking pocket knife in through her temple. Mm-hmm. And a little blonde Nazi chick and the chick on the floor. You can tell she's into that shit, too. And she's all crying like, help. Call someone. Please call someone. Yeah. And the dude that would spit the beer at him while they were performing. He's just sitting in the chair, like looking at him. And then there's another big guy. He's looking at him. And the bodyguard was in there right, or whatever. And he's like, oh, fuck. Told you to stay away. And he grabs him. And then they stop him in the hallway. And they got mm. guns and shit. And like, y'all can't leave yet. Y'all are fine. We're not going to do anything. We just got to take care of this before y'all can leave. So they put them back in the room with the dead girl mm-hmm. and the dudes that just killed her. Right. So it's a very tense, very tense off rip. Like, I'm even with them. I'm like, oh, shit. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. And, uh. So they sitting there talking or whatever, and uh, the Nazi dude goes out of the out of the out of the out of the bar and across the street where they got like an office, like a, a little trailer, a little office, trailer yeah. that's an office, you know. And he goes and sees the guy sitting at the desk, who I guess is like the money guy. And he's like, he's like, I need six hundred. And he's like, six hundred. He's like, I just gave you three fifty. He's like, he's like, I need six hundred for cops. Or for a well, witness no, or something. No, no, he said someone died. Someone killed or something oh, like someone that. someone died. Yeah, somebody got there killed. There was a murder, yeah. yeah. Shit. Yeah, I know. So they pay, uh, because old boy, when he sees the dead girl, he just dials Yeah, he dials 911. Somebody got stabbed. There's been a stabbing. There's been a stabbing. And uh, so they got two of these kids go out there, these two little skinhead kids go out there, and one of them stabs the other one a couple times. And... Uh, he gives him six hundred dollars. He's like, if you go to jail, we'll double it. Right. You know, keep your mouth shut and shit. You shouldn't even go to jail. Whatever. Yeah. So the cops investigate and then they leave and then they go back in there and they're like, the cops have left and they're like, why? Why? We were supposed to tell them. He's like, it's an accident. Don't worry about it. We're gonna get you guys out of here and shit like that. So then they come back in, and uh, the band. That was headlining. Mm-hmm. Was it Cowhead or Cow Killer or some shit like Something that? Something like I don't remember honestly. But uh, they all walk out, and the dude that killed the girl is last, and he turns around. And he's like, "Hey, 
what was the name of that second to last song he played? He said, Toxic Evolution. Yeah. It's fucking hard. It's what I did her to. Pretty good song. And then turns around and walks out like he didn't say shit. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah, and I forgot that he pulls the fucking pocket knife out of her fucking head. Oh, right, because the girl's like, there's no blood. She's not really dead. She, or, she might be alive. Like, right. And then he pulls the pocket knife. He, he drags, drags her, her. He drags her about two feet before he <laughs> yanks that bitch out. And then he puts his, like, boot on her forehead to pull the knife out, and then he's like, there it is. The blood's spilling everywhere. It was fucked up. It was fucked up. But that's, like... Which Nothing. I'm not going to do it now. This is a little thing, but this right here is what pissed me off. This is one of the only few complaints I had that pissed me off with this fucking movie, dude. What? You'll see. I'll, I'll bring it up when we get to the end. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, you're just going to leave me hanging like No, that. no, no, man. No, it's uh, we drench in drama. <laughs> Fourth wall break. But anyways, uh, yeah, so... So it's the band. The and band the, leaves, and then they leave the big dude in there with them. Right, and I love this fucking line. He he pulls out a gun. He's like, these aren't bullets. They're cartridges. There's only five of them because they're too big the for six. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, that's fucking hard. The bullet is what will be lodged in your fucking brain after I shoot you with it. Yeah. I love that part. That was such a good part. That guy's a good actor. He's been in a couple things. He I was usually, gonna say I've seen him in a few other things. He usually know. plays like a creepy ass motherfucker right. or whatever he's in. He's such a big dude. He he's is a fucking bear of a man. He used to be bigger. Like, I but yeah yeah yeah. You can tell he's lost some weight. Um, but anyways, so the <laughs> Patrick Stewart there. He's like the guy that nobody's you know talking about. He's the owner of the bar. Yeah, I was gonna say he's like head honcho. The whole and operation. he's like the uh, he's like the head Nazi guy or whatever. Yeah, and he's like, I need I need six red. He's only red laces, and he goes, then I need everybody else out of the building, shut the power off, and then turn it back on. Right. And most of the crowd, like ninety percent of the crowd, is like you know skinheads and shit. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to really worry about who saw these people, but they don't. You know, there are still a chance that somebody took a phone or whatever. Yeah. And um, I was trying to look up Patrick Stewart's. Uh, oh, his name? Yeah, in the movie. Mm. I was surprised when I seen him in this movie. I think this was a really like odd choice because he's played so many. It, it surprised me too, man. He must have just really loved the script or, or the idea or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he he did a great job. It just I don't know. Like I, I love that character that like calm collected evil guy like i don't know it just really works there it is what's this dude's name darcy i knew it was darcy because dude like every nazi dude in any modern shows the dude's name is darcy i wonder why i don't know because on sins of anarchy the the leader of the nazi guys on that was darcy that was another thing you told me to watch that i haven't watched oh sons of anarchy fucking awesome bro it's just like every fucking like it's like sopranos with like on motorcycles it's awesome it just seems like every douchebag is into that show but does it i don't know i just like not now i'm a fucking douchebag you are a douchebag though what the fuck (laughs) cock (laughs) just fucking with you (sighs) no but i've just had some like 
it's kind of like people that are into ICP. It's like, I don't really want to hang out with you. <laughs> like, what is this, fuck Nick Day? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> God. We've had this conversation. Don't act like we haven't had this conversation. There's nothing wrong with ICP, man. <laughs> Millions of people love them. Like, I love that episode of... um. Workaholics. Workaholics yeah. when they go to the fucking Juggalo. Yeah, man. Like, uh, Juggalos, for the most part, are cool people. Like, they don't have any problems. They're the nicest people, but. But they have some people that are, that are wild the fuck out, man. Yeah. They're shot out of a fucking cannon. Right. For sure. And, but that's what I'm saying is a lot of the people that tell me about Sons of Anarchy are those same kind of people. Yeah. I, nothing against them. It's just. But you know what's great is I've been to two ICP concerts, man, and I would tell you, I don't have anything bad to say other than I got hit in the head with a trash can once, but that wasn't that big a deal. I was young. I shook it off. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never been to an ICP show, but I was too young to really like get into that scene. I was around 11, 12 when I was in ICP. Yeah, I was, <laughs> before I first started listening to them in sixth grade, uh, somebody gave me Riddle Box, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I uh, was hanging out with my cousin, and we, uh, cause, and he was in his 20s. He was, quote, unquote, babysitting me. And we went over to his buddy's house, and his buddy was obsessed with ICP. Like, he had all their posters, like, lining his walls. That was me for a while. Yeah, and he put on ICP, but he put on the uh, the Nedden game. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I've heard this on the radio. But then he started playing me some of their other songs. I was like, oh, this is pretty funny. So that's got me into them when I was like 10, I want to say 11, somewhere around there. Yeah, they're great. And I listened to them up into like high school and that's when I got into metal. So I kind of. I love the Joker's cards, man. Those, those are good albums. Honestly, I go back to them sometimes just for a good laugh because they're uh, fucking funny. I still own them all. Right. So. <laughs> I got my CD case stolen. All the ICP albums that I own. I owned almost all of ICP plus Dark Lotus, Twisted. I probably bought them their fucking summer homes in Upper Michigan because, like, I still have, I have, like, literally almost all their albums. Yeah. Like, without a couple of, like, things. I'm right there with you. I had their, uh... I even got Forgotten Freshness. There you go. I got all four of those. I had had a couple of those. Their EPs, fucking Terror Wheel, Mm -hmm. fucking Beverly Kills, all that shit. Right. (laughs) No, nah, I mean, I mean, I still listen to them every now and then. Right. But, yeah, it's not that I, I don't know, you grow up, I guess. Yeah, you kind of grow out of the, like, it's funny well, and all, but. It's different because, like, when I was younger, like, I was in a different mind state then. And, like, I was a lot more angry and shit about things. Mm-hmm. And, like, that music kind of felt like a way to laugh and still, like, be angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're totally right. Because when I was in the sixth grade, um, I found out about Eminem, uh, Slim Shady. His album came out and it had that like anger, aggression. Yeah, I was one of those rare people that loved both of them mm -hmm. that didn't want it. Then like when they went at it, like I kind of sucked. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah, me too. Because Be- I was like, I fuck with both of y'all. Why don't you catch y'all just chill the fuck out? Like, right. Y'all are three white guys from Michigan that are in rap. Like, chill the fuck out. What's the worst thing that's going to happen here? Exactly. But y'all might bitch slap the other one? Like, I yeah, when I seen Violent J uh, in an interview, he had his fist taped up. And he's like, this is for Eminem. I'm like, okay, you kind of lost me. Like, take it back a little. But yeah, I grew up on... I heard Eminem and that's what kind of like springboarded me onto ICP because it's the same like idea it's just funny but aggressive right anyway I don't know why we went on an ICP tangent I don't know man it was kind of cool though (laughs) like we just started talking about it 
But uh, yeah, so I think that's probably what happens. You grow up and you d- you get less angry. And yeah, yeah, I'm listening to like fucking calm ass. Oh no, I still listen to angry trap music and shit like. I that. listen to angry metal, so. Uh, I do with other shit too, though. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like softer shit now, shit that I would have never have listened to back then. Right, I appreciate Pink Floyd a lot more nowadays in my later years. That's how I am with certain other people. Like uh, who I've been loving more lately is a. Uh, like ACDC and shit like that. Mm. Like it just sounds better now because you're getting older. I right. don't know. No, you're not wrong. You get to appreciate, like you hear things back in the day and you're just like, why do people like this? But then you grow up and you understand what you go, you live a little bit of life. You know what I mean? Exactly. The words hit different, hit yeah. your ears different when you're older. You know, mm-hmm. I love soul music too. Like I'm mean, going to get into old soul and R&B and stuff. I love that. Oh yeah. Like Marvin Gaye and Otis Redding and shit. Yeah. I like some good soul music, but uh, anyways, so they are all back in the room. See how I brought that back like that? <laughs> that was not a good fucking segue <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, but uh, I appreciate you trying to get back to the movie. The Nazi, uh, the Nazi band leaves the green room, right? And it's just the band and the big guy and. Mm-hmm. That all that stuff with Patrick Stewart happens. They kill the cops. He gets there. He tells them like, "We can't let these people go. We're gonna have to kill them." Kills but cops. What? Do you, what? The cops come and they leave. And then okay, like, you said they kill the cops. They do not kill the cops. The cops oh, I just meant leave. to say they got rid of the cops. Oh, I see what you're saying. And uh, they get bring in the killers, the dudes with the red laces, which is a thing. In oh, is the, it really? In I was... Yes, I actually know that because I watched uh, a lot of Gangland, and they had a big Nazi people on there. What, bro? <laughs> Is that how you know? I fucking love Gangland. I watched every episode of that shit. I was going to say, you just know from experience. No, you know. No, I'm not a neo-fucking Nazi. Even though I look like every fucking guy in this movie. But either way. But no, I was actually wondering that. I Because I kind of figured, like, since he played the Dead Kennedy song, I'm like, he probably takes a lot of this from, like, real life experience. Yeah, it's more of a, uh, it's like you're a made man. Like, you've killed somebody. You've spilled blood. For them, yeah, so I, ca- I yeah, uh, right, because he gives a, the other guy laces like halfway through the movie. He's, he's like, like You've more than earned these. He's like, this is just for cleaning up or whatever. Right. So that's what I figured. So they take down the big dude and take his gun and get him to like, yeah, but it's what is it didn't have any bullets there. Or they got the bullets from. No, him. they took the bullets out. Like they, the no, big... because the dumbasses were about to give the gun back. Mm-hmm. And uh... oh my god, can we talk about that part? So <sighs> they they drop the big guy, they get the gun, and then they try to negotiate, and he's gonna give the gun back. And this like is probably a idiot. This is probably like the worst part of this movie for me. So talk me through this. Um. So he's getting ready to give the gun back, and uh, when they all got dragged back into the room, mm-hmm. the girl, she's wearing big boots, and she kicks the shit out of the door, and it's got one of those vents on it, those old vents. All right, right. And she uh, kind of breaks it open to where you can see out into the hallway, yeah, you can and see she's what... looking out through it, and they can't see, t- they don't know or don't pay attention to the fact that she can see them. Mm-hmm. And you only see Patrick Stewart, and he's talking really calm to him and making it, you know, sound like, yeah, you just need to give us that illegal firearm. Right. So he's we making don't have to kill you. Right. And they're like, we'll trade the gun for a phone. And he's like, can't do that. <laughs> you know, we always could kill you. He's like, all I want to do is get rid of that gun. Right. And we can move forward. Yeah. They're like, we'll give you this unregistered gun for a registered gun. He's like, sure, let's do that. Because that's going to happen. But 
Right. She's looking through the vents, and what does she and see? And as she looks to the left, uh, or he goes to open the door, mm-hmm. and it pans, and, and it pans out, and you see dudes with red laces. Right. She's like, "They're gonna kill us! They're gonna kill us!" And he tries to pull the gun back, and they and all they're because they're trying not to kill them. They're trying to make it look like dogs got them. Right. So they just start slicing this man's fucking hand off. Dude, they pull. Well, the thing is, is they pull their his hand out, and you only see him with his arm yeah. sticking out of the. And he's just screaming for like bloody murder because he's holding on to the gun, and they're trying to take <laughs> it. And then the singer, he pulls like a fucking tiger pulls like some kind of metal rod or something off. Yeah, it was a thing and that he's dropped from the roof. Stabbing at the dudes that are that you know he's like up above him trying to do that because he's right. tall guy. And old boy is just holding on to the door, screaming for bloody murder. And finally, he lets go. Mm-hmm. And it pulls it back in, and his fucking hand is just hanging off barely, at the wrist, like barely hanging on, and like up his arm just, is just fucking, just like they were just fucking whacking his fucking arm with the fucking blade, knives yeah. and whatever. You know? It was fucking brutal because like it was. I can't imagine. And all there was in there was like some dirty ass like rag, like towelette. That's mm-hmm. just like you just look like filth. Right. He's just wrapping his shit up in it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fucking brutal. It's fuck. It is a brutal scene. Yeah. And uh, from there on, you know, now they don't have the gun. And uh, they got old boy. And they put him in the thing. And somehow they're still talking men to, like, we're going to still come in and we'll trade him or whatever. You know, and then we'll let y'all leave. Right. And while they're out there, they're like, we're going to fucking die. (laughs) We're going to fucking die. And uh, they, uh, old boy, the big big guy, he tries to escape. And they end up fucking killing him. Mm Mm-hmm. Can we talk about? Because they uh, they try and choke him out, and he passes out. But he, he comes wake, back. He pe- he he wakes back up, and he chokes him out again. And, and then the him. fucking blonde girl, what does she do? Oh, she, she has a box cutter. Well, the, yeah, well, he had he, they made him empty his pockets, and yeah. he broke his phone real quick before they could, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they know he knows that's what they want is a fucking phone, so he grabs it and breaks it and throws it down. So, right. but he had a box cutter and like a couple bucks and shit like that in his pockets. And uh, so she fuck he fucking chokes him to death, and they're right. like, and they're, they're like, like, how do we know he's really out? And she fucking takes a blade and runs it up his stomach, just like fucking all that shit, opens him up like a fucking frog. Yeah, really, like a fucking deer that you're skinning. Exactly, and it was like the reason, like they did murder party. It was kind of like gruesome. And that was kind of his shtick is they love the effects or whatever. But this is really where he gets to like take those effects and turn it up to fucking 11. Oh, well, the fucking budget for him definitely went up. Right. So. That's what I'm saying. He's just relishing in the thing that he loves. And he he's just making it as gory as fuck. Because- for no reason, bro. <laughs> but it was like, I don't know. So I, I don't know. Later on, it got to the point where I was like, man, you're it's just like at the point where like, are you overdoing it? Like, well, that's what I was talking to my uh, talking to the wife about. Is like the first time I watched it, it was a very like shock factor. Like, fuck me, what else can they do? Oh no, I thing? definitely felt it. I definitely felt it. Right, but then I watched it the second time. I'm like, okay, the shock factor is off. So now, now let me enjoy his like actual directing, and he's a great director. Like, this is a really good film. Um, just the dialogue and everything else. I, I really thought Anton brought this one home. Like, I thought him and the blonde girl, uh, like, I can't pronounce her name for shit. Right, but she did such a good job. Like, my favorite scene They is... were literally the best of the movie. Right. And then Patrick Stewart did a great job, too. Yeah, I think so, too. But there's sometimes when you, like, see her, 
and you just see the evil in her eyes where she has evolved like she's past the girl crying in the corner to like i'll kill anybody that gets in my fucking way yeah she's definitely the only reason they make it out of there (laughs) as i said that i was like she saves the whole fucking day right for real so they open the girl up. They're trying to do the uh, the red laces, trying to get a plan together, and they finally get out of the room. And yeah, they start busting through the floor, and then of course there's a fucking heroin factory underneath it. <laughs> right. Uh, we were watching. She's it. like, "This is why we can't leave. This is why they're gonna fucking kill us. Like nobody can know about this." Right. <laughs> the wife was like, "There's a meth lab down there." I'm like, "They're neo Nazis. It's like that's all they got." <laughs> Yeah, she's like, it's fucking heroin. Hating black people and making meth. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised they didn't go for meth either. Because I was like, heroin doesn't seem like some shit they would do. No, it's definitely a crank. Should have been doing crank. Because that's where the name crank came from. Is they, uh, they would hit, they would hide the drugs in the crankshaft of their motorcycles. Wow. Oh, yeah, because like bikers were like the first people to make that shit, weren't they? Yep. Well, them and the, the people say Hitler had a form of it. They gave to Nazis sure. in Russia. I'm sure he did because it makes you feel superhuman. So, well, that's what they said, and they were in the dead of winter. Mm-hmm. So he's giving them meth to keep them up, keep them moving. Yeah, but they weren't. They they did not have the life experience of those fucking Russians. They tried to take over Russia and oh, Russia yeah, yeah. fucking mowed them. I was just talking down. to somebody about this today because I love the History Channel. Yeah, or the Hitler Channel, depending on who you talk to. But. <laughs> But, like, I think World War II was fascinating. It's super fascinating because... The more you learn, you still don't know everything. I think about the same thing because I I constantly come across, like, World War II things that I didn't know about. Mm -hmm. But that was one that fascinated me is they tried to take over Russia, but they couldn't handle the extreme climates. But the Russians were like, this is fucking Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah, we wash our balls in ice water. Like, this is nothing. And they mowed them the fuck down. And Stalin... If that was like his best weapon was how he inflicted fear into the people of Russia. Like he said, you scorched earth. That's what you leave these people. Right. And that's why Green Bay is like the best team because they can play in all climates. What the fuck? What? Because they play in such harsh winters. They Gargle can... my balls, bro. <laughs> Fucking Packers suck, dude. How dare you segue into that shit? Did you switch over to Green or uh, Tampa Bay? What? I've never Brady. been a Tom Brady fan, bro. I fucking hate Tom Brady. <laughs> Cowboys fan, dog, through and through. For life. You know what this Warriors had for you? <laughs> fucking Cowboys fan, dude. I don't know. People I, know that. Whenever I think of like harsh winters, I always think of Green Bay Packers. Because people try and go and the ice bowl. Right, because people try and go and play in Green Bay and they're like, fuck. You know who won in Green Bay? Mm-hmm. Michael Vick. Yeah. Yeah. He did that shit. All by himself. One man versus 11. Yeah, is that what it was? No, there was other 10 dudes standing out there with his team's jerseys on, but they didn't do shit. And when he was done, he went and beat dogs? Um, Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it doesn't matter. I mean, he paid his fucking dues, bro. He went to prison. He did his time. Yeah. Like, it ain't like he killed I people. I, I don't like... It doesn't matter. I don't like hurting animals any more than you do, bro, but like... It's not like unforgivable people. sin, unforgivable for real. Yes, unforgivable. So you don't think he'd get into heaven because he killed dogs? He won't get into my heaven. It's not like he killed babies, bro. It's dogs. Like I love. I think you should like. I, I, I bring this home a little bit. Huh? <laughs> bring it home a little bit. Oh god. <laughs> no, I I get it. Like he didn't kill people, but I still don't think it was. It was not a good thing. No. 
Yeah. No, I don't agree with it. I don't support it. Right. But I mean, you know, he he did his time, bro. He came back a better quarterback. It was like he went to quarterback camp, not prison. I need to fucking segue. <laughs> You're the one that brought up football, dog. You know how I am about football. Anyways. You brought up Michael Vick, though. Yeah, but Michael Vick's fucking Hall of Famer. Like, not yet, but he will be. <laughs> so they get out of the room, and the dude has a fucking pit bull that's been lifting weights his whole puppy life. Oh, dude, he fucking pays for this dog, man. This, oh, my God, which leads me to the next brutal-ass fucking scene. And this is where I was like, oh, my God, dude. Poor Tiger. Gets his fucking face, throat. Ripped out. Um, fun fact: Whenever they did the scene in Murder Party, and he has his jaw ripped open, mm-hmm. he actually wanted to have that same scene in Murder Party, but they didn't really have the budget for it, right. so he like brought it into this movie. That show was crazy too, because the fucking dingo ate the <laughs> ate the fucking crank. Yeah, get the meth, <laughs> the really big bag of meth. <laughs> that guy was the best part of that movie, man. <laughs> he was. I only brought cocaine. Dude says, nah, man, fuck the. I don't have enough cocaine. I want the big bag of meth. Go get it. Okay. Got time. Hurry. Go get it. Right. So mm. the dog, like, tackles Tiger and, like, starts chewing on his neck. And Ripping the thing that up. fucks me up is you can see his, like, lip quivering, like, even after. Like, would you live through that? And then you just bleed out? Like, I couldn't imagine. If the dog, if the dog didn't. Like, hit the proper jugular? I mean, he did, but, like, you still have to bleed out. Like, yeah. Like, so brutal. Not a good way to go. It's kind of like, and then the other guy, the uh, I think it was the bassist, tries to get out through the window. No, it's the drummer. Was that the drummer? Yeah. Tries yeah. to get out through the window, and they they're, they're just ready. Fuck out of this, man. They're just ready. They're like, they're about to come through this, so. And he jumps through, and they just stab him in the back. And then later on in the movie, they drag him to the front, and they're like, is he dead? He's like, well, he's bleeding out. He's like, let him bleed. He I was said, like, no, he asked him, he goes, is he breathing? He's like, sort of. Yeah. He's like, good. Let him bleed. It's <clears throat> right. good for the time of death. Exactly. And that's fucking. Cold. Like, that's the part that kills me about, like, I don't know. I'm glad we live in the age we do. Instead of the age of torture from back in the day. Because, like, just bleeding out torturously is, like, the scariest thing to me. <clears throat> like, Vlad the Impaler. Have you heard about him? Yeah. I'm sure you do. You know, you've watched the History Channel. He just slowly lowers these people. That's where they got Dracula from. Yeah, exactly. He is Dracula. He slowly lowers these people onto... Um, Stakes. Stakes. Yeah. yeah. And just lets them die. It's fucking brutal. But he anyway... his own son. <clears throat> did he really? Yep. Um, my wife said that they did a reimagining, but Vlad, Vlad the Impaler was a female. She says it's a really good book. I don't know where that came oh, from. Oh, it's a book. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. She said it was really good. But yeah, uh, so we lose two of our band members as soon as they try to make a run for right. it. Right. Oh, we forgot to tell the, the singer they... Got some duct tape and duct yeah, they tape found duct tape in the uh, heroin factory. <clears throat> right, and Tiger tapes him up before they make. Uh, she's got a glass and uh, he's got a knife and he's got the metal rod and shit like that. Yeah, everyone's got their weapon. Well, so the blonde girl's got the box yeah, she's cutter. got the box cutter, and um, she she goes to hand him a weapon. the The guitar player goes to hand him a weapon, and she's he's like, "No, I'm just gonna run." Yeah, like he's just fucking lost so much blood fucking poor arm yeah anyways 
And then the drummer and all of them get killed, and then they uh, they go back to the room. They go back to the room because they don't have any other options, so yeah. they have to like reevaluate. And I love the story that um, he tells her is um, before they started, they were he was telling a paintball story, but they cut him off so he didn't get to finish his story. And they're like on their last like leg, they're about to die, and they realize it. She's like, "I really want to hear the end of that story." The old so, girl dies first. The guitar player, she dies first. Oh, right. Well, because they go outside with the... Sh- she gets fucking... That's... She gets fucking lit up. Oh, right, because um, they send old boy in. One of the guys... He was sitting in the car, and they're like, go ahead and finish this. He goes in, and, um, <laughs> and they realize there's some kind of, like, clusterfuck of... Because he was going to leave with the girl that got stabbed in the head. Right. Right. Yeah. They, they were, were just going to take off and they were going to leave the whole organization. Because mm-hmm. they had a bunch of shit in his trunk. Right. Because it was the only car left there. Yeah. So he goes inside. He realizes that they killed his girlfriend and he's like, well, fuck these people. I'm going to help. And then they blow his fucking dome off. Oh my like, God. Like, that was is, cool. Yeah. That was, that was probably most, one of the more realistic gunshots I've seen in a fucking movie. It really was. And that's one of the complaints I hear about movies and guns is like when you get shot, like the other side of you like blows out. Yeah. And that's what they do. They shoot him with a shotgun on one side and the whole half of his face blows fucking out. Fucking meatloaf, son. Right. And um, what he's doing is he's searching for a shotgun under yeah. the, uh, under the. Too late. The and a big motherfucker just, it was the bartender. Mm-hmm. Fucking blows his shit off. Right. And, uh, well, that's when the singer's had enough of that shit. And he <laughs> fucking karate chops old boy in the throat with a fucking. Machete. Yeah, machete. And, uh, kills and then, that dude. She gets the shotgun and she shoots the dog. Yeah, she shoots the fucking dog with the shotgun. And, uh, that was a pretty brutal scene, too, when he's like, I shot her over meth. So she's got about another hour to live. Yeah, talking about the dog. Yeah, I yeah, want her yeah, to, yeah. I want her to, I want her to die with meat in her mouth. Right. But, yeah, because they go outside and they're already ready with their guns and girl gets, the blonde girl gets tagged with a a gunshot. Redheaded girl, bassist doesn't get away. She gets, or the guitarist. Yeah, I think she. She gets eaten by the dog. Was it the dog? I thought it was. Because she shoots at the dog but kind of misses him. Right. And then the dog just tears her apart. But that's one of the ones he didn't show, which I'm not sure why. Right. Which I was kind of disappointed. Like, I mean, if you're going to be a gory movie, like, be all out. And then when they go outside and they're like, we got enough bodies for the forensics, so just... Yeah, do whatever the, to you the... You just kill them, you know, get it over with. All right. And uh, the blonde girl gets hit in the leg and mm-hmm. they go back in and that's when they're sitting on the couch and he finishes telling this paintball story. Right, and I love this story because he said that they were missing a few teammates and they go up against some actual Marines, people that have actually been in Iraq, and they're just lighting them up. They like... Yeah, he's like, they did. They played with us like we were like we were children. Mm-hmm. He's like, they had flanking. no... They had Signals. no right. They had no casualties on their team. He's like, and he inspires her so much that she's just like, <laughs> let's pretend and that it, you know they get ready or whatever. Wait, well, what does she inspire with? He says that the guy on his teammate was so sick of losing. Yes, yeah, that shot. whenever that um, they said go, he just ran to the other side of the team and just lit all of them up before they even he had. And he pos- didn't stop screaming and shooting until he took out every one of them. Right, I I love that story. It was such a cool little story. And it, it was, was it was, and like he sold it, man. That's great fucking acting. That's why yeah. I said it was so sad watching this too because 
I was like, if they fucking kill him in this movie, like I'm gonna be so upset. I kind of liked it. I didn't notice this the second, uh, the first time around, but he's the first one that gets like mutilated, mm-hmm. but he's yeah. the one that makes it. Cause you're like, oh, old boy's down. He like he's done. He was a really talented actor. Right. They yeah. both were. Him and the blonde girl did a really good job. Yeah. So he tells this story, and she gets like, you know, let's pretend. So they paint their face like fucking commando, and they set up this whole ordeal with there's two neo-nazis left two uh red uh red shoelace people red, mm-hmm. red lace guys yeah because the other ones have went to stage the crime scene right right they're gonna make it look like they're siphoning gas because they actually have a scene where they ride a bicycle that they got in the back of their van to a bowling alley or an ice rink or some mm-hmm. shit like that they siphon gas out of people's cars so they can get their car to the gas station or to the gig did you ever know anybody to do that siphon gas mm-hmm I mean, I've heard of people telling me they've done it. I've never witnessed somebody doing it. Oh, yeah, I've never witnessed. But I knew this guy that rode around on a motorcycle, and he only got his gas from siphoning from other people's gas What a tank. piece of shit. It's like ten. It's like $8 to fill a motorcycle. Right, and it gas. lasts for like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's like almost driving a Prius. Like, what a dick, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's funny, though. But, yeah. uh... <laughs> So, yeah, they got a couple of the bodies and shit laying around, and uh, and they, they like, set up a little trap. and Yeah, because they're like, either we die or we, like, try to do something. Right, so they got them tired of waiting and shit. Or yeah. Let's so they, be like your friend or whatever. Right. So they get all ready, and they come in, and they think they're down in the hole. Oh, because they come in, and old boys put the Nazi jacket on and shit, and he's like... Didn't she shave his head? Yeah, she sha- they both shaved their head to get into, like, character or whatever. Not oh, okay. neo-Nazi character, but, like, he was war like, character. I am Odin. Yeah, hear me roar or whatever, and he's slapping the fucking machete on everything. Ah, just, like, yeah. because what he's, do- what he's doing is trying to divert their attention from her because she's hiding in the couch, and she busts out, cuts the dude's neck wide open. It's that fucking... Oh, like, this girl is so ruthless. She literally saved the day, man. Yeah. Like, I just, like... She's so like, either I do this or I'm going to die. So. Well, it was, the crazy thing about it was is her friend was the one that wanted out. And I don't know if she knew her plan mm-hmm. or what, because uh, at first she gives them nothing. Like, you just think she's going to be some. That's honestly what I thought when I first saw her. I was like, she's going to be just some dumb bitch that gets killed. Like one of the first people to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she stole the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly. She did. Even with that stupid wig. So she cuts old boy's throat. He already tossed the shotgun. They got a shotgun with, like, three fucking shells. And she heard that. So she keeps dropping the people she killed, <laughs> yeah. hanging them over the whole thing, and it's her, so he'll waste a shot. She, yeah, exactly. Like, nice try. It was, really, it was a really smart tactical move. But, yeah, he's wasting his shots, and finally... Um, well, old boy, man, they've been in this room for God knows how long now. Good, good bit of time, and... He's also like miss his fucking arms about to be amputated because it's so fucking messed up. I know when he drops down in the hole, like the way his arm is just kind of like just flopping off, like it's barely attached. And then uh, when he's having to hold the shotgun close to him so the dude can't shoot him with it, it's like you can literally see that he's using every bit of strength he has to keep that fucking barrel right here. You know what I mean? And I Mm -hmm. thought that was a great scene. It was really, really good because. That's and she finally fucking gets a gun. The guy had a gun in his pocket. The other one she killed. Well, yeah, because she had a clip, and uh, that's right. <laughs> she and took the clip out of it. 
just to like taunt him a little bit. But she finally she gets the gun. She gets the clip. She, pop pop. She did that shit so fucking gangster. Clean she shot him in the neck fuck. and then the fucking head. Like like she's been practicing double that tap. Shit. Yeah, dude, like she's been doing it her whole life. <laughs> and that's what I loved about her character because the movie when it got she goes from not doing much to crying and shit. And like you said, she becomes like the like she's not given any information. And then slowly when she knows that they're going to die, if she doesn't help or mm-hmm. do something, she's like, I grew up around here my whole life. I know all these people. She's like, it's a fucking problem around here. Mm-hmm. And then like, she knew a lot of inside shit about them that like helped them. Right. But, uh, they finally kill both of them or she kills both of them. And the only person left is the guy that got his red laces handed to him. The guy that he's set cleaning. everything up. Yeah, he's cleaning the whole yeah, building. He's hitting bleach on everything. Yep. And uh, they take him out in the woods like they're going to kill him. And they, they tell him, where is he at? And she asked him, she goes, do you want to go get help? Or do you want to go kill these people? <laughs> he's like, I'll go call the cops. I promise. Yeah, like Which, he just complete was like fuck these people because I think he was gonna kill the other guy. Was I think Patrick Stewart was gonna kill the guy with the dogs? You think so? I think that's what it was. He was like, I'm gonna and make sure we take care of so and so. And he's like, really? He's he's been good to us or whatever. And he's like, you don't want to take a chance, do you? Mm, I might have missed over that, but I might have missed it. I, but it sounded like they were gonna have one more person, and that's what made him think like I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Like I'm gonna help these kids. So he goes. And uh, calls the cops, which well, course, he goes away. He yeah, was, call the you cops. don't see him he's, at that. He's time, wandering around in the woods. Yeah, so they they come up to where they're setting up the crime scene, where it looks like they're siphoning gas and they're protecting their mm. like trespassing or whatever. And I love this scene so much. They have a neo Nazi guy, and then they have Patrick Stewart. They're holding him at gunpoint, and Patrick Stewart is just like. I have two choices. Either I go to jail or I die. So he just fucking gangster ass turns around and walks away. And like pulls that fucking gun out. Like you almost can't even tell if you pulled the gun out. Or right. Not. And when he turns around, he gets fucking popped. Uh, I think it's like, I forget where the first bullet hits. I think it's in his and, neck or some well, shit. Well, one hits him in the back and then one of them That's hits right. him in his she, like hamstring. Back, turns around. Oh no, they shot him in the fucking right in the right, knee. Right, yeah, right. right behind the knee. And then, uh, then he gets hit in the fucking dome. And yeah, because like, he turns around to shoot them, and that's when yeah. they pop him in the head. He he misses and hits the truck, but I love that scene. They pop him in the head, and he's like bleeding out like a stream of blood. That was another cool part when uh, she shot him in the head, and she's like picking him up off the ground. You just see that shit just fucking splurting off mm-hmm. his dome. But uh, yeah, he didn't waste a fucking penny on the gore in this shit. Like nah. it was all well done. This Not is what he's like. He's been like living his whole life with uh, 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 special effects, like gore special effects. And he finally gets to show it off. He also shows it off a little bit in a uh, 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 Blue Ruin. Not one. Uh not one moment do I think like, oh, that was cheesy. That didn't look good, or that. Didn't, you know what I mean? Like everything was done correctly. Right. And um, yeah, that was great. She's you know they kill him, and then I love right before they decide to shoot them. Because he shoots the dude with the dogs first. Yeah. And then I thought that was a shitty part, but, like, it was a shitty thing because he fought the dogs and did all this bad shit. But, like, the dog walked, like, four fucking miles. <laughs> and just it to was die beside him. Just to die by his side. And that's how great the dogs are because yeah. they are that loyal. You know what I mean? Really, though. 
I know like, you're looking at me like I was a fucking monster because I said it wasn't the worst thing that Michael Vick did. Not to bring that back up, but I just let you know I'm not a fucking monster. I love animals too. Like it's not that bad. <clears throat> but yes, that was I thought that was a beautiful shitty moment. You know what I mean? Like terrible Nazi, but the dog going through all that just to die by its master just mm-hmm. proves how great dogs are. Right. But um, yeah. So they're just sitting there and. Uh, the whole thing when they're doing the interview at the beginning of the movie with the punk kid that sends them here and when they're like thinking they're about to die they do it a couple times so like favorite band favorite well, uh, desert well he's doing an interview and he's like this is one thing that I always do like what's your what's like, your desert island uh, desert island uh, band mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then like the singers like misfits and the other dude names like five bands and then she names a couple and yeah he can't think of a fucking band the whole time <laughs> He's like, if I pick back Black Sabbath, can I get uh Yeah, Dio? he's like, can I get Ozzy and Dio? He's right. like, no caveats. I, no caveats, <laughs> I just asked the band. Right. So then in the middle of the episode, uh, as they're, or episode, in the middle of the movie, they're about to go out into the fucking bullshit that they're about to encounter. He's like, all right, desert band, you know, yeah. island desert band or whatever, and it plays a part but at the end of the movie no i love the part right before they go get all get fucking killed because they're all just like honest about it mm-hmm. like they're even their guilty pleasure he's like fucking britney spears and the girl the the nazi girl she goes fucking britney spears and metallica no 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 he goes or Ma- slayer it, she goes madonna and slayer, slayer madonna and slayer i was, and like, I was like man that's a that's fucking a good duo combo. Right yeah there. that's a good combo but uh, no, they're fucking with him whenever he can't answer because he won't give up the band. She's like, he's like Britney Spears. But the sad part is, is I would probably take Britney Spears. Really? Are you judging me? Take her actual body with you to the island. I get that. Like her music, though. I think I'd rather listen to two seagulls fucking. Like I grew up on Britney Spears. Yeah, I was I had, around. Like, I had Britney Spears albums. Yeah, my sister did. I had her did. fucking calendar. Yeah, my sister did. Yeah, I was obsessed with Britney Spears. She even I had saw like... that shitty movie she was in. <laughs> Crossroads. That was it. That was <laughs> it, dude. You fucking saw it, didn't you? I've actually never seen that, but I was obsessed with like Britney Spears when I was in my early... I was cleaning that movie theater back in the day when I was a kid, and that movie came out. It was oh, only really? in the movies for like three days. Was it That's really? how shitty it was. They just got it out of there. I heard it wasn't great, and I'm just like... <sighs> I walked in at the end because I would start getting the trash cans ready and shit. And I heard Brittany try to act. It was hilarious. She's like, <laughs> I love you, mama. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. And I walked out like. Fuck you, I love Brittany Spears. Even at 12, I was like, yeah, I know a good movie. And I, like, <laughs> I don't so know why he, I'm shitting on Brittany Spears. So I know, much, right? right? Like, like, who cares, bro? It's Brittany Spears. She hasn't been relevant in a while. She's like, still relevant in Las Vegas. She's cleaning up. Oh, in she's Las still Vegas. making bank. Like I'm not hating on her for for making money, but mm-hmm. I just don't care. Um. So anyway, the reason we're bringing this up is because at the end of the yeah, movie, he's, he's like, like, "I finally know who my Desert Island band is." And she's like, "Who gives a fuck?" <laughs> and he goes black screen. Credits. It's amazing, man. Like it's the best way you can end the movie. Oh, but before all that, before uh, it they do that little bit right there. It goes to the house where the dude that killed him and the band was. And she's, uh, there's another person dead on the couch for like OD'd. And then the, oh, right, this, right, right. the guy that killed her is like sitting there with like some soggy ass like cereal. He's like, he's been there for hours. And he's just like, mm-hmm. like he's all fucked up. But like he didn't die. 
And that's what pissed me off about this movie. Oh, I see, I see. You so brought, it, brought home. it back. Yeah, I told you I was gonna bring it home, bro. <laughs> and that's what pissed me off about this movie. Like he should have fucking died brutal as fuck. He should have had the most brutal death of all of them. Yeah, he's the one that got away. Yeah, and like he just was like pure fucking evil. I've never hated a character more after such short amount of screen time, like other than like Jar Jar Binks <laughs> and Jack and Jill. Like, oh my god, I have not seen that movie. Yeah, save yourself, bro. I've heard bad, not great things. Yeah, I took one for the team that day. It was the fucking worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I heard. Very close. I'd almost watch nothing before watching that again. That's saying a lot. Yeah. As much as you hated that movie. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Pacino had like one funny part in that movie. That's the only thing that I could take away from it that I wasn't like wanted to kill myself. <laughs> so. But yeah. What, you, am I, what am I rating in this movie? Did you like this movie? Did I like this movie? I did like it, bro. Okay, because Kendra was curious. She's like, I wonder if Nick's going to like this. I'm like, he's either going to think it's like too much. It was well done. It yeah. was well done, man. And uh, yeah, I thought the acting was on point. Like I said, it was a little, it wasn't even like it was bad. Like I know he still did his great job, but it was just kind of silly because like he's British and he's just trying to play like a backwoods neo-Nazi leader. It was a little off-putting like, the first time, but when you watch it the second time, like a year later, It'll compared to how he normally talks, yeah. it's like Professor X and shit. Like he wasn't like really bringing home the British, but like you could tell he he can't hide that shit. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know, but I thought the movie was well made. And uh, if I'm gonna rate it, I'm gonna give it a a seven point nine. Seven? <laughs> what? Yeah, it's not quite an eight, bro. Like it's not like a great great movie to me, but like I enjoyed it. I was watching it again. I love this movie. I adore it because I'm really into thrillers. I love I love movies that keep me on the edge of my seat the whole time. And even the second time around, even though I knew it was going to happen, still on the edge of my seat. Like yeah. this guy is such a great director. It it, it didn't it, it it didn't drag it in at any point. Like it flows well. Like yep. it's a great. It's like you said. It keeps you suspense. It keeps you ready. You know what I love about Blue? Um, I mentioned I I watched Blue Room. I actually did a double feature today. I watched Green Room, and I'm like, you know what? I got some time on my hands because you already told me you were going to be over today. I'm like, let me watch Blue Blue Room just because I've been wanting to watch it for so long. Right. And I liked it just as much as I love this movie. It's a revenge story. This guy's parents get killed, so he takes revenge on this family. Mm. Almost no dialogue in this whole movie. Until, like, the end of the past, like, 20 minutes has a few, like, dialogue parts. But other than that, it's this dude just, like, walking around, and it's super tense. That's awesome. I really liked it a lot. Hmm. I highly recommend it. This guy is, like, filmography. Um... There was another movie that came out with, I forgot the name of it, but I heard it wasn't great, but I'm going to watch it anyway because... Uh, this guy did it? Yeah, this guy did it. Um, and I really enjoy his style. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, me, like my rating is, I highly recommend this. I recommend this as like, it's a good like slasher film. You know, it's not, doesn't have that main slasher, but it has that like gore. It's like the gore is there for a horror movie, mm -hmm. and the the suspense is there for a thriller. Yeah, shit. It, yeah, I heard it's Hold the Dark came out in two thousand eighteen, and I heard it's kind of like boring. I feel like I've heard about it. I'm sure you have. I heard it's not great, but I want to check it out anyway because I like this guy's work. After the death of three children suspected to be killed by wolves, writer Russell Kaur is hired to by the murder by the mother of a missing six-year-old boy to track down and locate her son in the Alaskan wilderness. 
Yeah, I feel like I've heard, I've seen the preview or something for that. Yeah, but I'm going to check it out. Hmm. You want to know what your next movie is going to be? Yeah, I've been dying to know, actually. This is a great one because I haven't seen this one either. You haven't seen it? This no, is, but I know you have. first? Yeah, and I know you have uh, Amazon Prime, so I know you mm-hmm. got it. We're going to watch Crawl. I'm sorry? Crawl. Crawl? Yeah. Oh, Crawl. Yeah. C-R-A-W-L. Crawl. 2016 or whatever. <laughs> you just want to torture me with fucking alligators, huh? I do, man. I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like I haven't seen this, and like I was just like, it doesn't matter how many times you see a fucking alligator pop out of the water, you shit yourself every time. So like I was yeah. like, yeah, let's let's both enjoy that. God damn it. Yeah. Let's both enjoy that. By the way, if nobody knows, my, like, biggest fear is fucking alligators. Oh, crikey. (laughs) This shit's about to be awesome. I fucking hate alligators. Like... I almost want to come over and watch it with you, bro, just so I can see your fucking face when it comes... When when they come out, like... (laughs) like, It's It's not that bad. It's just more so, like, I... I don't know. Because my dad, you know, the gator jungle? He worked there. And he would teach me what these alligators could do. He's like, you know. And he oh, would, yeah, dude. This is gonna like some childhood trauma shit for you, bro. Yeah. This is going to be great. He would take a piece of meat, throw it in between two alligators, and they would both just death roll this fucking piece of chicken apart. And it's just like. I almost picked like Placid. Uh-huh. But I was like, I've seen that movie a million times. Right. And I was just like. Ah. I, I actively avoid alligator movies. <laughs> I've seen every alligator movie they've ever made. Have dude. you? I have, bro. Including Crocodile Dundee. Like, yeah. It's uh, What were we watching? Hatchet and the crocodile just like swims away. I'm like, it wouldn't fucking do that. It would run and chase you throughout the whole fucking. Those the people don't realize how fast fucking alligators are. <laughs> and crocodiles, all of them. Like, right. You can't run on a straight line because they'll outrun you. Yeah. I don't know about the turpentine shit either, bro. But, I feel like I'm just turning and dipping. <laughs> you know what I mean? That motherfucker's going to have you, to earn that meal. By the way, if you ever come into contact with an alligator, I'm so afraid of them and I know what to do. Take your shirt off and throw it over their face. <laughs> That's what you do? That's what you do because they don't know how to get it off. They'll just sit there. <laughs> I cut away to you in this terrible situation. You throw the shirt and the alligator just completely shakes it and just grabs the shit out of your leg. <laughs> don't worry, everybody. I know what to do. <laughs> My dad worked at an alligator farm. <laughs> they're trained alligators. <laughs> they're not wild alligators. <laughs> or, or as I'm throwing it, the wind blows it and it just completely <laughs> misses. <laughs> that would be the greatest scene in any movie. Holy shit. Oh. Oh, I want to fucking raise the money just to make this scene, bro. We don't even have to do a movie. It can literally just be a fucking skit. I want to watch, I want to make this happen, bro. Oh, my God. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yes, crawl next week. All right. Well, I guess it's crawl then. Yes. You're an asshole. Yes, it's going to be great, man. Till then. Later, y'all.